When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Happy end of the preseason, everyone. The preseason is over. Yay, yay, yay. Sure, it gets everyone out there excited. What's going on, everybody? It's Jason Jones of The Athletic, NBA writer, culture writer, former day-to-day Kings guy. Now I'm a, I don't know if you call me a part-timer. I don't know what you call me. But either way, I'm still checking in on the Kings and all that. But it is what it is. Welcome to the latest episode of the Ruler of the Court podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And what do we do on the Ruler of the Court? You already know. We talk Kings basketball. We talk NBA. We talk shit. We talk hip-hop. We talk... Those are the primary uh, focuses of this podcast, and thanks again for giving this a listen. The, uh, as I record this, the Kings just wrapped up their uh, pre- their undefeated preseason, beating the Lakers in Sacramento, one sixteen, one twelve. I'm not going to dive into numbers, blah blah blah, and all that. Doesn't really matter to me. You know, but, well, I'm not going to run down the game, you know, the box score of a preseason game to you. No one should ever do that. And if people are doing that, they need help. But, yeah, that's just my point on it. Most of us won't even remember this preseason in an hour. Or, you know, as I record this on a Thursday night after my L.A. Dodgers uh, won in San Francisco. That's going to make some of you want to turn this off, but hey, oh well. <laughs> Back to the Kings. Again, 4-0 preseason. What does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> no one, like I said, no one's going to remember this in a week or hour. I, I'd say maybe you'll remember it Friday morning. It'd be cool to talk about the Kings when undefeated in the preseason, but it means absolutely nothing. No one, No one's going to care. You know how the preseason went, but I want to talk about some things from the preseason, some things that jump out at me about how the Kings looked and how they played. Uh, first thing to me, you know, De'Aaron Fox looks strong, and I don't mean just strong in play, just physically strong. And he's at that age now where he's been in the league for going since his fifth year. You know, physically, the body, you know, as a, a human being, his body is, you know, matured and getting, you know, he's getting strong. He's he's stronger. He's bigger. He's thicker. 
and you mix that in with, like I said, four years of experience already going to his fifth season, this is really about the time where he should start to take off. And if he's going to be the an all-star player now, where you start, to, you should really see it. He's getting to that age where you you start getting creeping towards your prime years. You know, the no, the years are a little different because the guys are younger. You, you, people used to say uh, between like twenty-seven to thirty-two was your prime, because but also back then you might be twenty-five by year four. You know, nowadays at 25, you're in year six, maybe year seven. So De'Aaron's at that point now where he's going to start creeping into those prime years at 24. You know, now guys, you know, with the you know advances in medicine and, and health, you know, guys' primes are lasting from like 23 to 33. So he's at that stage now where it's time for him to take that real big leap. And he's shown flashes in the preseason that he can do that. Again, I don't put a whole lot into it in terms of the numbers and whatnot. Just kind of look at the way he played. And I I think you have to like what you see just in terms of how he looks and how he's moving. You know, I think it's, you know, like I said, if this team is going to make a leap, what you saw, some of the flashes we saw from De'Aaron in terms of how he looked, you know, that's got to keep going. It's got to be a regular thing. It's got to be a good free throw shooter, and he's got to make an impact on the defensive end. And to me, those are the two areas for De'Aaron. I know people will say uh, three-point shooting, but I'd, uh, I would put free throw shooting ahead of the uh, three-point shooting for this reason. The way De'Aaron plays going downhill, getting into the paint, attacking the paint, he's going to get to the line a lot. And if he's a 68 70% free throw shooter, and starts ha- and maybe reverts to the moments where he goes like say three of ten, you know, one of those crazy, really bad, you know, forty, fifty percent shooting nights from the foul line. That's going to cost you some games. Yes, he needs to be he needs to be more consistent and a better three point shooter, but he could be leaving three points a night a game at the free throw line on misses and in a close game. I think I think there in immediate day Tristan Thompson said it comes down to two or three possessions usually in a game. In terms of stops, you needed two or three more stops. You go to the line and you miss one or both free throws. That's a stop for the defense. So looking forward to see if De'Aaron takes a step in that direction as well as he tries to get the Kings you know, out of their, their playoff. It's not even a drought. It's just you know, barren. I, can't, I don't know how to describe what their playoff thing is now, though. So, to me, the second big takeaway that jumped out that Davion Mitchell, you know, Mr. Off, not the man who um, wreaked havoc in Summer League. I haven't said wreaked havoc in a while. Yeah, that's a old Tyreek Heaven throwback. But, you know, the way he played in the Summer League, he's not going to play. He's not going to have that kind of impact. He's not going against, you know, Summer League type guys. But he's going to be a contributor at this level. He's going to make an impact with his defense. And he's going to be, you know, a hard worker. I mean, they someone t- uh, tweeted photo footage tonight after playing like about 30 minutes in a preseason game. In the last one, he's out on the court after the game getting up shots. So, if anything, I wonder if anyone's gonna be able to dial down his work, get him to rest some. But I think some of that'll be built in with the NBA schedule. He's got to, as he starts to travel, you got three and four nights, back to back games. 
I think that'll force you no know, Davion to take some rest. I know the team is like, hey man, we gotta you know bar you from the gym sometimes so you'll get some rest. But I think that's a, a good thing for the Kings to see that back to back years you've got a rookie who's gonna come in and contribute after so many years of just bad drafting. You know, this is the first time in a long time you can say in consecutive years they've got a contributor in the first round. I mean, a meaningful contributor. I'm trying to think. I mean, in my time following the Kings, you know, maybe I'll take that. Maybe, this is probably the first time since Tyreek and DeMarcus were back-to-back years, 9 and 10. You know, where you said, you know what, they got two guys who are, you know, NBA rotation, high going to be high-level players in back-to-back years. So that's something to look forward to. To me, that was another positive sign of the preseason. Third uh, positive sign of the preseason to me, the depth at guard. I mean, uh, this franchise has gone through like a, went through a crazy stretch where they just didn't have like guards. Part of it was they kept drafting bigs, <laughs> but the guard depth would be just so bad at times that it was embarrassing. And now this might be the best collection of guards they've had in quite a while you got De'Aaron you got Tyrese you got Davion you got Terrence Davis you got Buddy Heald and that, that's crazy that I didn't even say Buddy in the first two or three so right there you got five rotation guards that should allow you to do some different things offensively and as a <coughs> excuse me as Luke Walton has pointed out if they can defend they can do some different things with those lineups just, you know, they can go super small. You can go two, three, you can th- go three-point guards on the court at the same time if they can defend. But the key really for the Kings is having options. You know, if someone's having an off night, knowing you've got more than one player on the bench you can go to who will be able to step in and help. As opposed to last year where a lot of that was Hmm, this is a bad night. What do we do? Uh, hey, hey, it's your turn. You know, hey, it's your turn. You know, hey, let's see what you can do. So I don't think you'll see that as much. I think you'll see a much more solid, kind of, you know, consistent rotation just because you're not playing the guessing game after, you know, player number six, player number seven. You know, you, you know, and that was the case a lot of last year until the trade deadline when they went out and got you no know, Luke and the staff some help. So that's enough. That's for me positive number three. And my fourth positive that I'll take that I've taken from the preseason is Tristan Thompson. I mean, he's a guy that I know before after the trade, some people wondered. Would he even, you know, get to media day, you know? Would he even be in training camp? What was the purpose of having another big on a team that probably didn't need another veteran big, maybe you would think? But I think they're not just on the court, but I think he's going to be a big influence off the court. Now, he said he's going to light fire under their ass. And the last time the Kings brought in a guy who did that, it was another, it was a similar situation a situation where you make a deal and you get a guy back that you assume nobody that you're not going to keep and that was Amon Shumpert he ended up being a starter for the Kings for a while and being the guy who would really get in people you no know, get them to play better 
he was the guy who would, you know, halftime, somebody to get cussed out, he would cuss somebody the fuck out, basically. You know, he, he would cuss somebody out <laughs> if they needed it at halftime. He was that guy. And they really haven't had that guy since. I called it the, um, like the post Demarcus Cousins effect. It was when the Kings and Vlade and the front office were so intent on getting quote unquote nice guys. It was almost like anybody with any fire was deemed bad, which was really unfair to Demarcus and unfair to anyone who actually gave a damn. Because I would argue, you know, those guys needed someone in there yelling. I mean, bad as the Kings have been, somebody should be mad, right? But. I think Tristan can be that guy for this group. You know, he maybe you know, it's almost like good cop, bad cop. Harrison's calm, collected. Maybe Tristan will throw a chair at some point. You know, <laughs> I don't know, but it's seeing. You know, they you know the guys have responded well to him so far, and this could be a move that I think maybe people kind of said, "Well, whatever, you're giving up the line right for this guy." But you ended up with Davion Mitchell. You need, you know, so you had you didn't need. You know, you had a lot of guards, but just how many do you need? And given Marvin Bagley's, you know, injury history, and also to a lesser degree, Rashawn Holmes' injury history. I mean, Rashawn's been injured both years in Sacramento. So you you add that, you know, I think Tristan is really going to help this team at some point. You know, of course, assuming he doesn't get traded at some, you know, soon. But I think uh, Tristan will definitely help. And I spoke to someone uh, earlier in the summer. They had told me that they really believed that if the Kings kept Tristan, he'd be good for their locker room. He'd be a real good, he'd be a great pro. He'd be a guy who would provide guidance and leadership. And that was an interesting take to hear because up until that point, I had never heard anyone refer to Tristan in that way. But part of it is when you play with LeBron James for a while, no one really cares about what you're doing because, you know, it's the LeBron show. And you kind of, maybe your contributions kind of get swept away. And outside of the times that LeBron was in Cleveland, Tristan played on some pretty bad, brutally bad, you know, Cavs teams. And poor Tristan happened to be there without LeBron, and then without LeBron and without Kyrie. So yeah, he's seen some dark days and <laughs> in the basketball sense. And but he's also won a championship and been to the finals a bunch of times. So he also knows what it takes to get to the ultimate level. So. I'm a firm believer that, and I think I said it or may have tweeted it or potted about it. I said at the time that the Kings were in no position to turn down anyone who might help them. They can't say, well, we have too many of this or that. They can't help us. And I think this, is, this might prove to be a great example of getting a guy who can help you that maybe you didn't expect it. And in order for the Kings to get better and to, you know, break this playoff. Uh, is it a, can we call it a curse? I don't know because they've kind of cursed themselves. Well, whatever you want to call it, you need you're going to need some you know guys who you didn't expect to play big to do it. You're going to need a lot of things, and I think Tristan is sh- is showing so far he might be a guy who will do that for the Kings. And so I'm not going to you know I'll save some of my other uh, preseason observations for later, but I want to also hit on probably the big questions. Uh, two questions that, that stand out to me from the preseason. One, Marvin Bagley the third. Uh, missed the last two preseason games with the uh, sore knee for today's game. Um, you know, Luke Walton said he was doubtful. And then you know he he's out again, and 
Marvin's health is always just going to be an, a question. And I think if it wasn't Marvin, I think I said it on the, on, the previous, on the last pod, there probably wouldn't be as much questions or angst about him having a sore knee. But going into this season, Marvin's in a different situation. This is no longer a team that can afford to, say, give Marvin minutes for the purposes of development. They're trying to win. And... If Marvin misses too much time and he falls behind, I don't see the Kings going out of their way to integrate him back in, especially if they're winning. I just don't see how or why they would do that. Nope, there's really no point to doing that. You know, Marvin's in year four. They, you know, it's, you know, he hasn't played a lot, you know, relative to his years, but he's not a baby. You know he's you know he's gotta he's gotta grow up so to speak he's gotta uh, he's gotta you know he's gotta he's, he's gotta get back on the court and he's gotta you know show why he was the second pick in the NBA draft he's gotta show that that scoring ability they talked about that athleticism and he's you know really gotta be a rebounder this is a team that wants to get out and run and to get out and run they're gonna need guys to hit the glass. And so I think Marvin can help in that area if he gets on the court. So to me, that was question number one. And then number two is just what will the lineups look like? We saw different starting lineups over the four games. We saw various, you know, groups on the floor. And it's a question is because, well, you just want to know who the starters are going to be. And I, I'm, I firmly believe we're going to see multiple starting lineups this year. I just think because now that you have the ability to match up, match down, mix some things up, some of these things will be dictated by just who you're playing. Some will be dictated by how the guys out there are playing. And I think the most important thing will be it'll be dictated by defense. Uh, The team has a stated goal, Luke Walton did it before the game, that they want to be a top 15 defensive team. You know, obviously they'll take better, but they want to be the top 15. And I know I've mentioned it before, but let me give you a little perspective on why that matters. Over these 15 years, the Kings have missed the playoffs. They've only been a top 20 defensive team once. And that was in Luke Walton's first year. <laughs> in 2019-2020. Uh, that was the only time they've been a top 20 defense. And that year, I believe they were 17th. Every other year, they've been in in the lower third of the NBA in defense and the kind of thing that will keep you out the postseason. So that's the goal. That's the <laughs> that's the plan. So I, I'm a firm believer in this situation that whoever defends well is going to play. Just because, if especially if you're going to play a lot of small ball, a key to getting out and running is going to be getting deflections, getting steals, being able to get stops. So that you know, they are going to look for guys who defend. So I expect Terrence Davis to have a big role. I expect Davion Mitchell to have a big role just for that alone. Length, athleticism, and getting out and, and playing some defense. So, like I said, they've laid it out there for us, everyone. Top 15 defense. Can they do it? I'll believe it when I see it, but they've shown signs in the preseason that they actually want to play defense, which is a big step for this this group, this franchise. Last season, you can't convince me those guys wanted to play defense. That shit was awful. 
Midianite. You're like, what the hell is this? So, that that being said, that is the the goal, the the dream top 15 defense. And I think if they're a top 15 defense, I think they they crack the top 10. They make the plane at the very least because they're going to score a ton of points. They're going to score. The question is, can you get enough stops to win games? And last season, most nights they couldn't. You know, they can't continue to be the team that you play to get your career high. Or I'm in a slump. I know the Kings are going to give me good looks. It's got to be more that more the the other way around, where it's like, oh, it's going to be a it's going to be a grind tonight. They can't be the get right game. And much of last season, the Kings were the get right game. You know, they were the slump buster. You know, they were. The guy at the club who's late at night and the lights come on and hey, I guess you like me well enough. Let's keep talking. That was you know, it's like hey, they were the self-esteem. They were the self-esteem boosters, and they can't be that anymore if they're serious about reaching the postseason. And before I transition to my music chat, I've got a little message for you guys from DraftKings. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official Sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now back to the show. So what are we going to talk about as we get up out of here today, y'all? No. Uh, this week's uh, music uh, discussion. Preview the verses already. So, wanted to actually got this idea from Instagram. I follow uh, DJ Battlecat, legendary West Coast DJ. And he had uh, posted something on his page. You know, it's one of those things where maybe it probably never happens, but some of this will happen. And he posted this a couple of days ago, like some probably like, you know, Monday or Tuesday of this week. And he posted the aftermath takeover has started. November 12th, Snoop Dogg. December, Dr. Dre new music. February 13th, Super Bowl performance. Soon, Kendrick Lamar. Soon, Exhibit, Kingmaker. Soon, West Mount Westmore. Okay. This is a hell of a tease. Hell of, you know, for a West Coast, you know, ambush in music. So I want to go one by one on the ones he's listed and explain why 
why the game needs these respective things. Okay, we're going to start with uh, November 12th, Snoop Dogg. See, in terms of rankings amongst these that are needed, I put this at the bottom for this one reason. Snoop has never gone away. Snoop has continued to give us music for damn near 30 years. I mean, yeah, so Snoop has never left. Snoop, actually, probably more than 30 at this point. But Snoop has been in the game heavy for a while. But as a, as a you know, fellow Long Beach native, Eastside LBC, Eastside Till We Die, as we say, I, I'm going to listen to Snoop. I, I'm going to play Snoop. So I'm looking forward to it, but it's not the most anticipated I got on here. Right after that, I would say... When he says soon exhibit, uh, I mean, I'm a big exhibit fan. Always have been, you know, going back to the, you know, what you see is what you get, you know, Papa, you know, paparazzi, all that. I'm, I'm a big exhibit fan. I can't remember the last time exhibit had an album. No, it's been, a, it's been a while, but I you know usually in my little, you know, my little hip hop mixes on my uh, streaming services, I make sure some exhibits in there. I'm just curious to what, you know, Exhibit's going to talk about on the album. The last time I recall, you know, that jumps out to me, his last appearance that jumps out was when he was on the Dr. Dre album Compton. When he came with the, uh, he was on the Loose Cannon song, you know, talking about, you know, being tuxed out in Dubai for, you know, you know, looking like a spot, all that good stuff. So I would love to see that next after that. Um, I'm going to go with Mount Westmore just because you got Cube, you got, you know, Snoop, you got 40, you got Too Short, you got West Coast, you know, you know, West Coast legends all together, all, you know, all some of my favorite rappers. And we've kind of seen, you know, I know they're going to be performing in November in Southern California. Wish I could make it. I've got a prior commitment, so I can't be there. But I just think this project's going to be a whole lot of fun. You know, I think 40 makes, you know, their, their styles are all so different. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. Should be some good stuff out of that. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a hell of a show. I've been to uh, several Ice Cube shows. They're all been good. Been to a couple of Snoop shows, great. Seen E40 a couple of times, seen Too Short a couple of times. So I'm going to have to catch them in concert. After that, I would say Kendrick Lamar in terms of albums, just because we need Kendrick this year. We need Kendrick sooner than later. We got Cole this year. We got Drake this year. We got Kanye this year. We need. You know, we need King Kendrick to jump out there and give us something new. It's been over four years, four years since Damn dropped an outstanding album. But Kendrick, we need you. We need to hear something new. We want to hear something new. I think Kendrick is going to be one of the GOATs. So I need a new Kendrick album in the worst way. And number one in terms of album, da-da-da, most anticipated, Dr. Dre. Why? Because a Dr. Dre album is like Bigfoot. Because you hear about it. You wait for it. There's, you know, you hear a rumor someone heard part of it, but the shit never shows up. I mean, I'm still waiting on detox. I mean, come on. I've been, we've been, you know, so in terms of albums, 
that's my most anticipated of the group that was listed by DJ Battlecat. Let me know what you think. You know, hit me on the social medias, you know, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter, Mr. Jones LBC on IG. Let me know what you think. You know, who were you looking forward to hearing from out of this, you know, group of West Coast Giants who it sounds like will be dropping soon. And then obviously the Super Bowl performance is going to be off the hook. I already know. I ain't even worried about that. That's going to be the best Super Bowl performance ever. I'm saying that right now. Ain't no one going to top this one. I, I don't care who you, who you, whose Super Bowl performance you liked at halftime. It ain't going to be better than this one. I I would bet. I wouldn't bet no money because I just ain't doing that. But I would bet it's going to be it's going to be top notch shit on this here uh, Super Bowl halftime show. So. Thanks to DJ Battlecat for posting that on Instagram, giving me something to think about. But like I said, more importantly this weekend, make sure you check out that Versus with uh, KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane. Like I said on, on the previous, the last episode, I'm a big Kane fan. But damn, KRS-One got a ton of hits. So it's going to be fun to listen to. Should be an, make sure an enjoyable thing. And also, I have the luxury or the opportunity or i should say the thrill of watching my dodgers play in the nlcs this weekend so yay to me i know all you giants fans out there hate me right now but hey it is what it is so we, we as we wrap up here you getting you know kings will have some practices coming up some time to rest and get ready for they open the season next week at portland and then they open the home season next friday october 22nd they host the Utah Jazz. So, get ready. Uh, we'll have episodes next week. Getting ready for the season. You know, leading up to it. I actually have some written words next week about the Kings as well. So, hey, I'm sure you guys have been salivating for that too. So, it is what it is, y'all. Uh, again, I am Jason Jones. Uh, this is the Ruler of the Court podcast. Catch me here. Catch me on Culture Calculus. Uh, catch me on Yes, I'm Watching Wrestling. All this, all, these are all podcasts, by the way. Catch my writing about all types of topics at theathletic.com. Thanks again for checking this podcast out. If you like it, give me a nice, you know, high five-star rating. If you don't like it, don't shit on me, please. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what to do. Y'all be good out there. Take it easy. Again, I'm Jason Jones. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, my birthday's next week, so I ain't gonna lie and tell you when I'm, I'm gonna drop something new because it's, it's my birthday. But I know I need to kind of keep, you know pick up the pace because the season's starting. So I will do that. I promise. Y'all be safe out there. Enjoy your last weekend of no NBA regular season basketball. Because it's about to be on and popping in Sacramento and everywhere else. So, y'all be safe, y'all be good, and I'm out.